No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where the Syrians besiege Samaria, causing a severe famine. But Elisha predicts plentiful food by the next day. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 2 Kings chapter 6 on Simply the Bible. Have you ever been in a situation where you didn't have enough and you wondered how God could ever meet your needs? We look at such a situation today to see how God met the needs of his people miraculously. We continue in 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 24. And it happened after this that Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, gathered all his army and went up and besieged Samaria. And there was a great famine in Samaria. And indeed, they besieged it until a donkey's head was sold for 80 shekels of silver and one-fourth of a cab of dove droppings for five shekels of silver. After the king of Israel had fed the army of Syria a feast and then sent them home, the Syrians stopped raiding for a while. But then the king of Syria decided to attack Israel once again. This time, he wanted Samaria, the crown jewel of the northern kingdom. So he besieged the city, which was a direct judgment from God, who said that it would happen if his people abandoned him to worship other gods. And that's exactly what Israel had done as they worshipped Baal. So with food in such short supply, they were experiencing extreme inflation. The head of a donkey, which was considered an unclean, non-kosher animal, sold for 80 pieces of silver, about two pounds of silver. A cup of dove droppings, probably used for fuel, sold for five pieces of silver, about two ounces. Then, as the king of Israel was passing by on the wall, a woman cried out to him, saying, Help, my lord, O king. And he said, If the Lord does not help you, where can I find help for you? From the threshing floor or from the wine press? In other words, where am I going to get any food to give to you? Then the king said to her, What is troubling you? And she answered, This woman said to me, Give your son that we may eat him today, and we will eat my son tomorrow. So we boiled my son and ate him. And I said to her on the next day, Give your son that we may eat him. But she has hidden her son. Now it happened that when the king heard the words of the woman, that he tore his clothes. And as he passed by on the wall, the people looked. And there underneath he had sackcloth, on his body. This is just a horrible story. What could be more gruesome and horrifying than a mother eating her own baby? But God said this would happen if his people disobeyed his commandments and refused to turn from their sins. God had given them over now to their enemies and starvation was the tragic consequence. The king was so appalled when he heard this story from this woman that he tore his clothes, revealing the sackcloth he was wearing underneath. Wearing itchy sackcloth was a sign of mourning, but he wasn't mourning over their sins. 
which had landed them into this predicament. Then he said, God, do so to me and more also if the head of Elisha, the son of Shaphat, remains on him today. But Elisha was sitting in his house and the elders were sitting with him. And the king sent a man ahead of him. But before the messenger came to him, he said to the elders, Do you see how this son of a murderer has sent someone to take away my head? Look, when the messenger comes, shut the door and hold him fast at the door. Is not the sound of his master's feet behind him? And while he was still talking with him, There was the messenger coming down to him. And then the king said, Surely this calamity is from the Lord. Why should I wait for the Lord any longer? The king blamed Elisha for their desperate situation. Now, why would he do that? Evidently, he thought Elisha should work some miracle. And because he didn't, he was going to behead Elisha. When he blamed Elisha, he was really blaming the Lord because Elisha was the Lord's prophet and only doing what God told him. How is it that people ignore God and his commandments, but then when things go wrong, God is the first one they want to blame? God told Elisha what he needed to know, and he informed Elisha that the servant of the king was coming to get him. And Elisha said to the elders, do you see what this son of a murderer is doing? Now, the king of Israel was a son of Ahab and Jezebel. Ahab murdered his neighbor. Jezebel murdered the prophets of God. And now he was going to do the same thing. So Elisha said, make sure you pin the guy to the door, which they did as soon as he came in. Um, But at the same time, the king of Israel was saying, now, why should I wait for the Lord? He'd come to the end where he was done waiting for the Lord, thinking that this was as good as it was going to get. Then Elisha said, Hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, Tomorrow about this time a seah of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel and two seahs of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. So an officer on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Look, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, could this thing be? And he said, In fact, you shall see it with your eyes but you shall not eat of it. A seah of fine flour was about seven quarts. Two seahs would be about 14 quarts. Each would cost one piece of silver the next day. Now the officer of the king scoffed, you know, hey, if windows in heaven open up, could this thing happen? You know, he didn't believe it. And Elisha said, look, you're going to see it, but you're not going to partake of any of it. Now, there were four leprous men at the entrance of the gate, and they said to one another, why are we sitting here until we die? If we say we will enter the city, the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit here, we will die also. Now, therefore, come, let us surrender to the army of the Syrians. If they keep us alive, we shall live. If they kill us, we shall only die. These four lepers were outside the city because they were ostracized from the culture, from the city because they were lepers, and they were dependent upon people tossing extra food over the wall, which of course there was really no extra food. And so they were starving outside the city gates and they thought, well, what do we have to lose? We're going to just die if we stay out here. We might as well go turn ourselves into the uh, Syrians, surrender, and maybe they'll let us live and we'll get something to eat. 
And they rose at twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. And when they had come to the outskirts of the Syrian camp, to their surprise, no one was there. For the Lord had caused the army of the Syrians to hear the noise of chariots and the noise of horses, the noise of a great army. So they said to one another, Look, the king of Israel has hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to attack us. Therefore they arose and fled at twilight and left the camp intact, their tents, their horses, and their donkeys, and they fled for their lives." You see, God has ways and means that we know nothing about. He caused the Syrian army to hear the sounds of chariots and horses, and it so spooked them. They thought the Egyptians and the Hittites were coming. They ran for their lives, left everything behind, all of their stuff, and ran all the way to the Jordan River, about 25 miles away. And when these lepers came to the outskirts of the camp, they went into one tent and ate and drank and carried from its silver and golden clothing and went and hid them. And then they came back and entered another tent and carried some from there also and went and hid it. And they said to one another, we're not doing right here. This day is a day of good news. And if we remain silent, if we wait until morning light, some punishment will come upon us. Now, therefore, come, let us go and tell the king's household. So they were starving. They get there. They see all of this food and they're eating to their heart's content, getting silver, gold and clothing, hiding it for themselves. And, and at some point they realize, wait a minute, this is not any good. We can't hoard all this when there's people starving in the city, eating their kids and so forth. I mean, God is not going to be pleased with us. So we better share this good news. You know, we are in a position where here in the United States, we have such a great opportunity to hear the word of God. And if you're listening to this, you're able to feed on the word of God. And that's, of course, my desire is to be able to feed God's sheep. But here's the thing. There are people that don't know anything about the Lord. They don't know the gospel. They don't know that their sins can be forgiven and that they can have peace with God. And they're starving spiritually. And we need to be able to share with them the good that God has given to us. We need to share what we know that can save them for eternity. So they went and called to the gatekeepers of the city and told them, saying, We went to the Syrian camp, and surprisingly no one was there, not a human sound. Only horses and donkeys tied and the tents intact. And the gatekeepers called out, and they told it to the king's household inside. So the king arose in the night and said to his servants, Let me now tell you what the Syrians have done to us. They know that we are hungry. Therefore, they have gone out of the camp to hide themselves in the field, saying, When they come out of the city, we shall catch them alive and get into the city. You see, the king of Israel did not believe the lepers. But even worse, he didn't believe the prophet Elisha because Elisha said, that everything was going to change, that food would suddenly be plentiful, and the king didn't believe it. He thought it was a big trap of the Syrians. Then one of his servants answered and said, Please let several men take five of the remaining horses which are left in the city. Look, they may either become like all the multitudes of Israel that are left in it, that is in the city, or indeed, I say, they may become like all the multitude of Israel left from those who are consumed those outside the city so let us send them and see either way what do they have to lose therefore they took 
two chariots with horses, and the king sent them in the direction of the Syrian army, saying, Go and see. And they went after them to the Jordan, and indeed all the road was full of garments and weapons, which the Syrians had thrown away in their haste. So the messengers returned and told the king. It was just as the lepers had said. Then the people went out and plundered the tents of the Syrians. So a seah of fine flour was sold for a shekel and two seahs of barley for a shekel, according to the word of the Lord. Now the king had appointed the officer on whose hand he leaned to have charge of the gate. But the people trampled him in the gate and he died just as the man of God had said who spoke when the king came down to him. So it happened just as the man of God had spoken to the king, saying, Two seahs of barley for a shekel and a sea of fine flour for a shekel shall be sold tomorrow about this time in the gate of Samaria. Then that officer had answered the man of God and said, Now look, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, would such a thing be? And he had said, In fact, you shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. And so it happened to him, for the people trampled him in the gate, and he died. This just shows you that God is going to fulfill his word one way or the other. And just because you don't see how it can all come together, listen, if you trust in the Lord and you call upon his name, if you humble yourself when you know you've sinned and ask for his forgiveness, listen, God can bring provision that you do not know anything about. My God shall supply all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow we'll see where the land of the Shunammite woman is restored, and Elisha prophesies over Syria. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Exodus on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible